0: can't
1: fix if you can't fix what's broken you'll uh, you'll go instead.
0: it's jay and adam it's previewed.
2: it's previewed. fix
0: it with adam and jay Peaches, oh welcome to Fix It. We're friends. Don't let friends fix pop culture alone. I'm Adam. Adam. And I'm Jay. And you're our vlisteners.
1: Hey there, listeners. Ho there, vlisteners. Merry Christmas, you filthy vlisteners. <laughs> keep the change. vlisteners yeah. No, you should, yeah, keep
0: the change. You filthy vlisteners, but you already said the filthy vlisteners part. I did. And I realized I combined the two movies into one thing. You did. And that wasn't and that and that just cannot be. That cannot stand. You can't cross the, the home alone time streams. No,
1: one takes place in Chicago, one takes place in New York.
0: Yeah. But they do they all are also so similar that it feel the second one feels like it's like Back to the Future 2 kinda. Or it feels like in Spider-Verse, they're like, These are canon events. It's like you can't have a Home alone movie without <laughs> certain factors.
1: Yes, which is you know why I mean? they're like,
0: oh, here's an empty brownstone and it's like kevin you, you can only win you can only win against these two yahoos if you like if you uh, if you set up the story to have certain parameters mm-hmm. is the only way you will find victory th- in this timeline anyways hi everybody uh, I'm Jay that's Adam you may know us uh, from the wildly popular YouTube channel uh, previewed uh, where Adam and I uh, react review and riff and rate all of your favorite nerd pop culture shows um, or you may know us uh, from your being your hang glider instructor today strap in everybody while we're flying <laughs> you, you know oh God okay oh man have you seen that video of the people that weren't weren't clipped w- in? I that's that they were like, and that video got shared around. Like, isn't this funny? And I was like, no, no, that's that's, that's the worst. That's the worst nightmare video. This is not like it went viral. Isn't it wild? And I'm like, no, it's that, that is not what we do. Hang
1: gliding. If you're strapped in or not, like if you're strapped in and that something goes bad, like you can't get out, you're going down with the wing. If you're not not strapped in, like you could fall out. It like, it's just a nightmare. Yeah. It's just a nightmare. It's also something I could I could see
0: you being really into, you know.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, sometimes I'm like, man, you Adam can't needs, bail out of that
0: though. Sometimes I'm like, Adam really needs a hobby, and then I'm like, yeah, but be careful what you wish for. He might find he might find a hobby that like is is uh, he's going to want to include you in, and you're not going to want to go. Come on, Jay, <laughs> let's go tempt
1: fate in the sky. Hooray! <laughs> Woo!
0: The power of wind. <laughs> I'm basically Kite Man. That doesn't feel good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, This is our podcast, Fix It, where every week Adam and I take a piece of pop culture that maybe missed the mark, maybe didn't quite get there, maybe just took a break to the face, and we fix it. (laughs) All I will say is, having watched... You watched two last night, I watched two last night with the Discord. Mm -hmm. Uh, Daniel Stearns. It's Daniel Stearns, right? the the comedic brilliance of him taking f- four bricks to the face of that film, real like the fact that he was not nominated for anything yeah it's it's a crime yeah uh, this week uh, Adam and I as it is uh, the holiday season we're getting ready for the holidays and isn't that so exciting which holiday Jay uh, American Christmas I uh, American christmas there you
1: go yes you put some stink on that yeah that's right you're the one that started this Big. come on now i
0: know i am talking i am talking nativity scene out in front of that old catholic church that someone that so the rascals in the town stole the model little baby jesus and it makes the paper american christmas (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I do. I am saying uh what's his name from The Walking Dead dropping uh, <laughs> dropping cue cards outside of outside of Princess Amadala's house American Christmas. That's the same guy? Dude, that's what's his name from The Walking Dead. Yeah. No. Yes. Really? Yeah. I
1: never put that together.
0: Yeah, and it's Egiefor is the is his friend. Yeah, yeah. Love Actually, uh, I actually t- completely despise that movie, but I'll be damned if it doesn't wow. have some iconic moments and a good, good cast.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a terrible story.
0: Uh, but we are going to be fixing, uh, well, not necessarily fixing a movie per se, because I, I think people maybe have come in here thinking we're going to be fixing Home Alone 3, the movie that already exists.
1: Yes, the moment the not Kevin McAllister. Well, we are
0: technically going to be fixing that movie in that we are going to be today, Adam and I have both prepared uh, a... A third in the trilogy of the Kevin McAllister Home Alone series. Yep. We are going to we are gonna be writing we, we have written a a film that would uh, dare I say complete the trilogy.
1: Yes. Macaulay Calkin in another f- home alone film, Home Alone three, completing the story. Yes indeed. Because two is a terrible ending. Like it's like happy and everything, but it's like we just, but we just did the same thing. Is it we can't just leave it here? It's just it's
0: kind of just insane to me how iconic those two movies are. Yes, that they didn't try to go for a third. Do you know what I'm saying? Even Back to the Future went to the Wild West Mm -hmm. around the same time. So it's kind of buck wild to me that they didn't try to milk that horse one more time. You know, everyone's out there milking horses. Yeah, horses have nipples. Nay. Um that's
1: we're off to a fantastic
0: start. We're killing it today, guys. We're killing it. Are we on are we number one on your Spotify uh wrapped up? Maybe this year, probably not next year, though. Not next year. That's right. We're gonna take that faith you have in us and we're gonna put it into a mortal and pestle and just and just blow it into the East River. All right, hey everybody. Uh we're Dude, I'm, in, I'm in a weird mood today. This is going to get wacky. Yeah, yes, it is. But moving on to our first segment. Uh, oh, our first segment. It's everyone's favorite segment, the absolute most favorite segment. Everyone has been uh, just clamoring about it in the chat, and just they won't shut up about it, that it's their abject favorite. Um, it's uh, the part of the show where Adam and I, we have a list of 20 conversation topics that have been provided by our producer, Brian. Producer Brian, who's the best producer in all of the world, who also has a dark secrets that he won't tell any of us, but we can see it in his eye when he
1: lies. He's haunted by something. He's, he's, he's running from it. But anyways, our producer, Brian,
0: has created uh, uh, 20 topics of conversation, and I'm going to roll a 20-sided die, and we're, we're going to decide what our first segment conversation starter is going to be. And everyone's favorite segment, Roll for Convo. Roll for
1: Convo. <laughs> but I'm rolling. Here we go. That'd be a good one. Eight. Eight. Eight made a milking. Talk about your feelings about different types of shoes: sneakers, dress shoes, choc chakas, chakas. What are these? Ch- I don't even. Know. I don't know what that. I don't know. C h u no, c c oh, no k K-K. k c h u k k a s Chuckas?
0: Chuckas? Is it Chucklas? Like like sandals? Is that what he meant? I don't
1: know. Well, I, I will say this: I hate Chuckas. I hate <laughs> no, them. Let them know. Yeah. Boots, boat shoes, upscale sneakers, <laughs> sandals, Crocs, laces versus Velcro, and anything else you'd like to bring up. <laughs> Jay, let's talk about some shoes. Oh,
0: you know, they, I'm actually. Easy g- hustle.
1: Easy, <laughs> easy shoes in. I know we just hit the jackpot. Hustle Mando. <laughs> yeah. Hustle shoes in is freaking out right now. I know.
0: Uh, um, but <laughs> what is your approach to shoes? I'm actually fascinated. This is. Uh, here's the thing this sounds like a bit like topic of conversation What's the deal with shoes? I'm actually curious to hear your uh, cuz like I, I feel like I have a lot of opinions on shoes but I feel like they might be a little bit easier more easier to discern you sir I'm not so sure what your whole steez on shoes is oh okay well, okay
1: so I will I'll be I'll be 1045% uh, a, a honest please with be, you about be that way. about my feelings about shoes when I was a kid growing up boy boy did I think that a new pair of shoes like I just got the right pair yeah I had, Finally, people would notice me, and they uh, respect me a little bit. And, like, Fascinating. Just like, really? this, is the, this is the thing, right? This is part of the ensemble. If I had, like, the pumps, oh, my God, I got the pumps. Like, these are so cool. People are going to, like, like me, and, like, I'm, like I, I'm a cool guy, too. Huh. Of course, that never happened, because that's not what endears you to other people. I was very... I had a very similar
0: experience. Uh, I got... Um, I got these blue suede airwalks what? in eighth grade. I was really into airwalks. I, I still am. I, I like, the, like you know, I have those DC... Sk- I love skater shoes because they're c- so comfy. Are they? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Especially DCs with the big fluffy tongue. Yeah. That's a sentence. Um, Jay loves a fluffy tongue. And how. Um, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I, I don't even know how to skateboard, but I love skater shoes. Um, but I got these suede blue airwalks mm-hmm. and they were like in my mind they were my ticket to acceptance and but the thing is is that they were suede and so i was so worried about water damage yeah. on these shoes yeah. that i would go out every night every night and it's like clean them and like and like water guard them. Oh wow! Every night water yes. guard every
1: night. That's not what you're supposed to no, do. No, I don't. Yeah, but it
0: was so it was it became a complex that like yikes. Yeah, like it. I ha- it was something I had to overcome mm-hmm. to the point where like a couple of times ago that I went home and I was like, "You were in suede shoes," and I was like, "I am," and I'm not worried about getting them dirty. And I was like, "Okay, great. Okay, just double checking. and okay. mm-hmm. um, So I understand that completely. I, but like, as in, but here's the thing: when you're a kid, shoes are important. They're a status symbol.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Basically, that's what it is. Yeah, status symbol.
0: Um. Oh, so what was what were your what were the shoes that you're going for for the status symbol?
1: Well, I got I had pumps. I, I I played basketball for oh, like pumps, like the Reebok punks mm-hmm, pumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were yeah, fun. Those, you know what? They actually worked. I yeah. don't know if you ever had pumps, but like,
0: oh no, they definitely did.
1: Yeah, like, there's I, a reason they I, stuck around. I'm shocked they still don't make them. I know. Well, like it, it actually tightens. Like it, it feels tighter on your foot. You feel yeah. more stable in the shoe. It's like yes. this is great. Um, they
0: probably were secretly killing people on accident. Maybe they were cutting you off know, the blood flow to people's probably, feet yeah, or something. There's I don't probably know. some N- NDA out there as to why pumps went away why because it Maybe yeah. the most iconic shoe Reebok has ever
1: made. Mm-hmm. Um. But like you know, there were Nikes, and there were you know, in Reeboks was mostly the the two shoes when I was growing up in, in school at least, and uh, I never wanted Air Jordans because I thought that was like, well, I'm not that type of basketball player and not. Well, that but good also it, but the time
0: in which you were growing up that uh, Air Jordans were kind of weird looking.
1: Mid 90s, yeah, yeah.
0: I um, didn't. I didn't. The early Jordans are are the best, and then it's after that it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, in my opinion, don't come at me in the comments. I know there's a lot of sneakerheads out there that are going to rip me to bits. But
1: yeah, so uh, I and then I got to college and I realized, oh, I went through all of high school and uh, these shoes didn't do anything for me. This this was not the key to finally you know unlock being able to talk to people and uh, <laughs> get them to like me and uh, for acceptance. So it's clearly not the shoes. I should just be wearing shoes that make me feel comfortable. Yes, um, that is a. That
0: is a wonderful transition of the human spirit when you finally are like, no, I'm gonna get shoes that like I feel good in and give me proper support, and your whole life changes. Yeah. The extent to which I wore uh, Chucks, like Chuck Taylors. Oh, okay. For a large amount of high school, mm-hmm. knowing full well that they had no support. Oh. And were like, and I was like, man, I'm having all this like back problems and everything, and I might doctor was finally like cuz you're not wearing the right these shoes you're basically just giving yourself stone bruises with these shoes like these shoes are no, there are nothing yeah. you'd be better off wearing nothing
1: uh so i in college uh for and then a while into my 20s uh i was wearing new balance oh until i didn't realize you had kids exactly until that stigma showed up and was like Oh, but these are sensible shoes that actually yes, cost but pretty they good.
0: Yeah, but they feel so good. You're they like do feel on good, on and, and all of
1: a sudden, like, oh. Yeah, yeah. these Yeah, I'd, Oh. Our not,
0: producer Brian also was known for wearing new balances.
1: Not worth it. Not worth they it. They make
0: some styles that are pretty good. Brian had some Sure, good size. And that's
1: the thing. I I like a very like a like a, surprise, surprise, Jay. I don't like a, surprise, a, surprise. a, a fanciful, very colorful shoe. Surprise, surprise! I just see a couple of colors. Really? Come just on! Just a couple of colors, like you know, that looks kind of cool, but at the same time, isn't like oh, cool. This is a cool Yeah. Right, I great. like my shoes to look like I was just
0: trampling. I would, I just like trampled through a Lisa Frank folder, <laughs> like setting. Sure. Yeah, I want them to be. I want them to be out, outlandish and outrageous. I like a shoe that that does the talking.
1: I that? Yeah. Are you a booch man? Well, I am now. Okay. Because I moved to the city and I had, you know, I had, then I started, you know, it's like, okay So new balances are, you know what, they're comfortable, but like, I don't, that, that's not who I am though. I'm yeah. not a guy who wears, it's like, so, okay. I got something like, a, like more of a sensible, like active shoe. Yeah. So, you know, there was like, you know, there was some Adidas, you no know, but mostly like, mostly like Reebok or a Nike that isn't like a Jordan. It's more like, you know, just a, like a cross trainer type of thing. Yeah. Uh, but then I ran into New York winters and realized that those shoes are not meant to be worn for about four months of the year and I needed an actual boot. And so I started trying to figure out, okay, a boot. How do I wear a boot? Never worn a boot before. And then I started wearing boots. Not like like cowboy boots, but like, you know, like normal, like weather boots. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I like boots. I'm a boot guy now. I have one pair of boots. I've had it for so many years. But I really like wearing boots. Yeah. I, I
0: that's the thing about New York City is that like apparel starts to starts to fall in line with uh uh what what you would use a car for in a certain circumstance mm-hmm. in that like I I realized I had to be a lot smarter about what bags I would use yeah. in New York Yeah. they needed to be more ergonomic yep. and they needed to be more like the because it's a lot of stuff that I would normally just like throw in the back of my car and drive somewhere. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, yeah, boots. I wasn't really a boot person until I moved to New York. And then I, and then like, I love a brown leather boot. Oh, a brown leather boot. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I like, I like a boot that like, I like a boot that is like an elevated, more elevated version of a construction boot, like a work boot. Interesting. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, But like, but a little bit like a step up from like a work. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's mostly just be there. are mo- they're snow tires for people, and and they're watertight usually. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, and the ones like the ones that I have that I I need to get I need to get like completely refurbished are, are steel toe too. Ooh, and that is, I I, I got to be honest with you that it's a game changer.
1: Steel toe boots?
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well,
1: I mean those are mandatory for construction sites, so you don't get your your, your little piggies crushed.
0: Yes, but it's just it it. Walking around New York City in steel-toed boots—it's just—it's a totally different ballgame.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've never done that.
0: But I'm when it comes to like now Mm -hmm. as an adult, I am—I am either like I like a boot person, or I'm a boot person. Or if I have to, if I'm wearing sneakers, it's usually Adidas. That's like my go-to. Yeah, just because they fit my feet right. mm -hmm. Like you find like like I love Pumas as like from a design perspective. Okay, they do not make shoes for my feet. Do you have a wide foot? Yes. Ah, yeah. Whereas, like, like I love a shell toe. A what now? Uh, they're uh, uh they're the- oh, sh- the ones with, like the ridges on the. They're there's. Sc- I on the, I, I, the, the I, front. I affectionately call them Scott Pilgrim shoes. Yes, are yeah, the shoes that Scott Pilgrim wears? I I have a pair. I've wear them. Yeah, here I, often. I, that's what. I'm, yeah, those the ones with the red stripes mm-hmm. that I've kind of yeah. like mm-hmm. like beat to absolute mm-hmm. hell. Yeah, those are those are probably my favorite shoes. Like writ large. Other than I loved wearing Chuck Taylors back in the day because I would draw on them because I was that kid.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah. But. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, the, I, the only other type of shoe I have right now is like a cross trainer type of thing for working out. If I ever, you know, if yeah. I go back to the gym or feel comfortable going back to the gym, I would wear it there. Or, we you know, when it's, well, the weather is warmer. But like as soon as it's, it's like it gets rainy, nope, boot. Yeah. Winter, boot. Yeah, like, boot. I, I can't wait to wear jeans outside because I can wear my boots. Yeah. Oh, I can wear my boots. Maybe yeah. we need more boots. But when I mean, you could wear your boots with shorts, you just look like a psycho. Yes. And I, so I, I don't do that. Yeah. Sometimes I wear jeans in the summer just so I can wear my boots.
0: Yeah. I'm also, and this is something that Adam knows about me but the peaches probably don't know. I am, I, 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 uh, I am a, once my shoes come off, I'm not at work anymore person. <laughs> and I, and I, <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You probably haven't noticed this. But, um, so for the longest time, we just wore shoes in the house, at our house, and it was that was just how we did it. Uh, because, like, if I take my shoes off, I, like, mentally just kind of shut down. Um, so, uh, <laughs> uh, but we have just, Kimberly and I have decided in our new apartment that we want it to be a you-take-your-shoes-off house, mm-hmm. just because we actually have carpet in this new place. Yeah, yeah. that's a um, whole different thing. Uh, but... So I have been taking my shoes off when I come to Lashy's and house, I noticed, which I know I have, is I have noticed. which I know is something that he has always wanted me to do, anyways, but has been politely just let me wear shoes in his house.
1: <laughs> so and I don't. We just, no, I'm trying just to
0: get over it, but I, I, I do take my shoes off and I go,
1: oh, uh, no, <laughs> uh, hold no, but it's uh, uh, I'm like,
0: oh no no no, <laughs> we're here to work,
1: do it, but yeah. Uh, how do you feel about velcro and laces and stuff
0: uh laces are important and I think and i and uh, velcro is not sufficient
1: no I mean if you're if you're like a little baby sure velcro is fine
0: I just don't understand like I understand the function of velcro and i'm I'm not here to like I'm not here to dunk on anyone is great that, man that like benefits from a velcro sure uh, but like I'm as an uh I have the ability to tie shoelaces, so I would always prefer a shoelace. Yeah. I do also, however, tie my shoes in such a way that, like, I can slip them on and off without having to tie or untie them.
1: Really? Yeah. Then so why are you tying them?
0: So their the laces don't go everywhere? <laughs> okay.
1: What? <laughs> I feel like that's the whole point of laces. We just get Velcro, man. Or just get a slipper.
0: Lashy, I can't. Add, I I... I can't believe that I have to explain this to you, that, that there is a difference between having the laces to a point where you can slide your f- shoe on and off and it's still like comfortable and fits properly, and Velcro. They're wildly different. Okay. I would argue that a Velcro is more work than tying your shoe properly in a way that you can put them on and off without having to tie them. Okay. I like my shoes to be tight enough to wear properly and be safe, but also I don't have to bend down to take them on or off. Interesting. Yeah. I know you're a sh- tie-your-shoe person. You know Damn why? Right. Before every... time, If I ever meet you here to go somewhere, it's about a 10-minute process watching you tie your boots.
1: <laughs> we got lace them up.
0: See, what I do with boots is I like getting the shoelaces. I like getting boots that have the little teeth. Oh, yes. Mine, mine have, I will yeah. have them, like, laced up in the shoes, yeah. but then I will have it... I the will, little
1: hooks or whatever. The little yeah. hooks. Yeah.
0: I will have... I will get the shoe to a point where I can link the shoelace. Mm -hmm. I will link, I can link the shoelaces like through the hooks on its own. And then it will be tight that way. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a little like flick of the wrist to get it like, to get the boot tight. Sure. But then I will get it to there and then I will just simply tie a knot and then I will wrap the shoelace around the rest of the... Sho- I had really long shoelaces on these boots. Sure. Wrap the shoelace around the boot and then tie it off there. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But if it wasn't that long, I would probably just get it to a point where I could just put it on the hooks and it would be tight and good to go. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's that's great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't really wear sandals or, or flip-flops. Um, I, you know, I mean, because just that doesn't really, you know, open-toed shoes in the city don't really work. I haven't been to the beach in a while. I think I do have, like, a pair of sandals. When but, was like, the last time you went to the beach? <laughs> I'm I just know. saying,
0: I, I think, I I think you are... I think you I, are, mean, I have sandals you are in my closet. The, you, really? I could, yeah, I could get them out. I, I just, you're leaning on the barriers of the, of the word while,
1: I guess, is... Over a decade.
0: Yeah, that's longer than a while. Oh, it is. Yes, in a while. If it's more a while to me would indicate a couple of years max. Okay, but you're saying yeah. Uh, you, oh, I haven't. Had, I haven't worn sandals in a while. It's been ten years. Probably. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and then I just.
1: <laughs> oh. An open, an open-toed shoe in this city? Are you insane?
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. I do it from time to time, sometimes. Okay, but at the beach, yeah, I'm wearing, I'm wearing, oof, flippity. Let me go to the beach, yeah, flippity, floppity. If I'm anywhere warm or if I'm on vacation, chaboy's boys in a flippity, floppity. Oh yeah, ooh la la.
1: I make sense. Yeah, I I don't have many shoes. I used to have a lot of shoes and I was like, "You know what? A uh, boot covers everything. We're good. Don't yeah, care enough." Whee! That's fair? I have a lot
0: of shoes. Do you like dress shoes? I uh, hate them. I
1: hate them. I hate them. I have two pairs that I wear for like with suits and stuff like that, and I probably should get a new pair, but like I don't hate care it. enough. I I, I hate look em. for any I look for any any opportunity
0: to wear a sneaker to yep. a to I'd rather a much fancy wear a event. sneaker to a fancy event. Yeah. I, I will like I will purposely dress up everything else that wearing a sneaker with it feels like a choice, like a stylistic choice. And I will like plan my outfit around the ability to wear sneakers rather than a dress shoe. Absolutely. I tried to wear I tried to wear sneakers to my wedding and my mother and mother in law like completely had lost their minds about it. They were like, absolutely not. <laughs> but I want to be comfy. I'm gonna be standing all day. I wore I wore sneakers to the reception. That's good. But they were like, you're going to be in a church. You're going to wear dress shoes to go get married in a church. My mom was like, I I can't believe I have to explain this to you.
1: But that it's my wedding. I do what I want.
0: I understand. But there is that. There, the, it wasn't worth the fight. So I just put on my. I was like I am changing into whatever I want to wear the minute this is over. And I was like that is perfectly acceptable. I'm just letting you know. Boy.
1: I want to wear sneakers.
0: <clears throat> you, yeah. yeah. But you yeah. But the circumstances would have been wildly different. Sure. You wouldn't have been in the
1: circumstance that I was. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the one things about Doctor Who that's always kind of that kind of like I, how is this not a thing? I, one of the reasons why I like 10 so much, and I guess now 14. Because he wears chucks. Because he wears chucks. But even chucks don't, as you have, no, because you have warned them. Yeah, they obliterate your feet. They don't have good. They're not good. They're not good. So the amount of
0: running that gentleman is doing, yes, those are not the right shoes. For the, the, the amount, right amount of running the doctor does, I will say you this, would though. think he ex- he's a time traveler. If he went back and was going about, as someone who bought a pair of like Chuck Taylors from the 1970s mm-hmm. at an estate sale one time, they were a lot different. Oh, okay. It was a lot, they had a lot more support back in the day. But like when they started, like when they had their resurgence in like the late 90s, mm-hmm. early
1: 2000s, they were a much different shoe. Yeah. But like seeing this guy and or woman walk around, you know, running around like in a, in a heel or just, you know, like in a dress shoe, like what are you, bud, no. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like do Time Lords have more, you know, <laughs> stronger arches? But just for the actor, like guys. Yeah, dude. That's I don't know how Matt Smith I don't know like how didn't like twist an ankle. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't he's know how wearing to pronounce like loafers. I don't know how to pronounce the new guy's name, and I, so I don't want to. And I don't want to butcher, it, but like I saw his his outfit, which is really cool. But like he's got like a a boot going. Yeah, I was like, yo, how are you gonna run in those boots, man? That that looks like it might I hurt. Will,
0: I will say this about Jody. her boots seemed like they were sufficient, practical. Yes, like. Those were some, like, maybe not the most, like, running on pavement boots, but I was like, she's got to cross some terrain. She's going to be able to do it. So good for
1: her. Running for monsters. Yeah. It's weird. It's just one of the weird things I picked up. I was like, you know, it's like always run. Just run run for the monsters. But it's just like, but man, you guys are, like, your footwear is not really. Yeah. I'm actually glad we talked. I'm not glad this was the role for Convo because uh, we haven't, I don't we've think we've never ever, We've never, never actually talked we've about We've never this. discussed shoes.
0: No. Because I think they're weirdly both important. They're both casually very important to us. Mm-hmm. But I would, I think you could argue that most people have pretty like that's one piece of clothing that most people have pretty serious opinions on.
2: Yeah. It
0: drives Kimberly crazy. We'll go shoe shopping, and I'll be like, I don't see anything I like, and she's like, just you need it. You need a good shoe, and I'm like, nope.
1: Yeah, I was I, like, I will know when I see it. My mom was the same way. I was like, let's go shoe shopping. I need new shoes. Great. Did you see anything? I'm like, nope. But you don't even. Yeah, I don't see anything. I would put on my foot.
0: There are sometimes, I, I I agree that sometimes you just have to try something on and then you can't see it until it's on your foot. And I appreciate that. But there's a lot of times where it's like, yeah, there was one time where uh, they just, they had shell tops and they, they had shell tops that were on sale, but they only had the, bl- like the black striped ones. And I was like, no. Kimmy was like, they're on sale. These are the shoes you love. I was like, they,
1: yeah, yeah. But, the, I, but I but would but like, the, I don't,
0: I want a colored stripe. She's like, what color? I was like not black not black she's like that's the stupidest And i was like i'm i, I am aware that it's i don't know stupid. what to tell you yeah i am weird like i know it doesn't seem like it fits my vibe i am actually when it comes to certain things i am very particular like it drives oh no. yeah
1: what yeah
0: i draw a lot of weird lines in the sand see you know that about me but i don't think the peaches really know that yeah, I have a lot of, like, I'm on a beach with a lot of lines, dro- like, drawn at a lot of weird places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a lot of it doesn't make sense. A lot of them are bisecting. Yeah. And then sometimes the water just comes and sweeps them all away,
1: and it doesn't really matter. You know, who's to say? Who's to say? But yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. I'll just walk through a like, man, there's nothing here. But, no. no, I don't see anything I like. It's got to look good. It can't it's, be it's that got, weird. I, think, I feel like... The eye. Yeah. Just like, no, it's got to catch
0: my eye. Although, is there anything better, though, than going to like designer shoe warehouse and just like, r- and not expect a lot of times I'll go in there with Kimberly not expecting to buy something and just like seem like, oh, these shoes are 10 bucks. And I was like, hell, for 10 bucks? Yeah, I'll get a weird shoe that I'm not totally sure about for 10 bucks. I ha- I have never impulsed bought a shoe. Oh, I definitely have. Like those gr- <laughs> those gray uh, DC skate shoes that I have, I bought those as an impulse and they're, del- oh. they're a delight. Well, that's great. Um, all right, I think we should. We I should know, we probably could, get uh, yeah, into Home I mean, Alone you know, before we, we could do a whole about, hour on right. we really shoes. Could talk about shoes. <laughs> All right, hey everybody, we're talking about well, we're we're reading Home Alone, a uh, Home Alone three trilogy. But before we get into Home Alone three, we should probably check in with our producer Brian, who pr- provided us a wonderful shoes question today. You gotta love you gotta love Brian, even though we're not sure what he does
1: at night. Yeah, but there's we, screams. We don't we don't know um, what shoes he wears when you know. <laughs> What, what? He goes out doing mischievous yes, things. Yes, indeed, when
0: he slips into the Phantom Realm and per- per- performs his machinations. I don't know, man. Uh, Brian, why don't you tell us all about the Home Alone franchise
2: when you roll that beautiful bean fun fact footage. Happy holidays, everybody. Today, we're trying to fix 1997's Home Alone 3. Directed by Roger Gosnell and written by John Hughes, it stars Alex D. Linz. This movie cost around $32 million to make and made a little over $79 million at the box office. But first, when it comes to 1990's Home Alone, there's a lot of wild stories like how it switched studios mid-filming. But here are the basics. It cost $18 million to make and made $476.7 million and holds a ton of box office records. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 65%, which seems pretty insane, and a 3.8 out of 5 on Letterboxd. When it comes to 1992's Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, it cost about $28 million and made $359 million at the box office. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 35% and a 3.4 average on Letterboxd. Both were written by John Hughes and directed by Chris Columbus. Now, here are some Home Alone 3 fun bean facts. Home Alone 3 was pitched at the same time as Home Alone 2. They were going to film both at the same time, but those plans fell through. So, in the mid-90s, when they were ready for a Home Alone 3, where Kevin would be a teenager, Macaulay Culkin was on an acting break. So the script was reworked for a new cast and new characters. A young Scarlett Johansson is in the movie. And if you care, Home Alone 3 has a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 2 average out of 5 on Letterboxd. In total, there are actually six Home Alone movies. Home Alone, Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, Home Alone 3, Home Alone 4 from 2002, Home Alone The Holiday Heist from 2012, and Home Sweet Home Alone from 2021. And the fourth one was the first one to not be in theaters. Before we throw it back to the gentleman, I want to address some things that were said earlier on the podcast. Like Jay, I also have a very love-hate relationship with Love Actually, and the actor's name is Andrew Lincoln, and yes, he played Rick on The Walking Dead and Mark in Love Actually. The actor who played Marv in the first Do Home Alones, his name is Daniel Stern, not Stearns. The Reebok pumps went away because the novelty wore off. They sat on the shelf and nobody wanted them anymore, so they didn't move. I wore lots of New Balances for my first few races as I'm a runner, but now I wear and love Brooks sneakers for every day and for running. Uh, I do love a good pair of Cole Hans. They're very comfortable. Uh, I'm very flat-footed, so I love the super feet insoles. Uh, Those are game-changers for me, not an ad. Uh, I love Birkenstocks. I will wear them all summer and ruin a pair in one summer. Um, and I wear Keens for some of my summer outdoor adventures. Um, but I agree with Jay about the slipping on and off of shoes while the laces are tied. I do that as well. Um, and for Adam, the new doctor's name is Shooty Gatwa. Anyway, back to you, you filthy animals.
1: Good job, Brian. Great job. There are more Ryan. Home Alone movies then you realize there sure are and how there yeah i think there's
0: 5 or 6 of them now. i i don't know i looked on disney plus and i was like this is too many this is too many this is too many for straight to video do you know what i mean yeah i'm yeah. like if they kept if they kept cranking these out for major motion pictures i could understand that
1: did 3 go to th- i don't think 3 was in theaters i think 3 did i think 3 was the first to video and then after I, that it was just straight Boom, boom, boom. Maybe boom, Brian boom. will let
0: us know. But or he
1: already did. You already did. Good job, oh, Brian. Man,
0: that's how time works, huh? That's how time works.
1: That's weird. Wibbly wobbly. So Home Alone. Yes. Where do you stand on these pictures? The first movie hit me like a bomb. Okay. Cause, oh boy, did after coming back from seeing that movie, did I immediately drop war plans from my house? You goddamn right really? I did. Really? Oh, <clears throat> oh yeah. Oh, come on. Come up with you know its little schemes and plans and traps and stuff like that. That would do. That is. I loved MacGyver growing up. This is
0: my <clears> jam. You know, it's so interesting. I th- I feel like this actually like p- perfectly describe describes the difference between you and I. This movie also impacted me greatly. Mm-hmm. And what I in in lieu of thinking about how I would trap up my house. Yeah. I got more excited about imagining all the fun stuff I would do if I were home alone for a while. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I'd totally slow down the stairs. That'd be great. I'm like, we can, we can make a blanket for it throughout the whole... We can make the whole house it a blanket should, for it.
1: I totally shaved my prepubescent face and put on aftershave and yeah, find dude. out that, like, oh, my God, I've yeah, just man. put like alcohol on an open wound. I'm like, oh, I'm going to make... I'm going to fill
0: my yard with snowmen that and, like, make them have a big fight like Calvin like and Calvin, Calvin yeah. Hobbes does. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many wacky and fun things I would do if I didn't have, you know, stay up late and watch spooky movies and eat junk food. Yeah, that's what I would think about. But. That- and yep. you were you were t- too busy murdering uh, oh, murdering yeah. uh, oh, your yep. mind, Joe Pesci. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That I makes that that makes perfect sense for perfect yep. Sense. yep. I I like I think. It's the kind of thing where it's like watching through home, like watching through home alone with the discord. And if you haven't uh, joined the preview discord, may I thoroughly recommend doing so. It's the best community on the on the internet. Yeah, it's popping off. And it, yeah, it's popping off. And, uh, the watch songs have been so fun. Every Wednesday night at 8 PM, uh, I watch along what, whatever we're doing uh, the next week. Um, unless sometimes I don't, I, <laughs>
2: it happens. Sometimes. There's
0: been a couple of weeks where it's just like, are we doing it? I'm like, I don't know guys. Uh, it, <laughs> uh probably not. with the move and everything. <laughs> life was crazy. Um, but anyways, uh, I digress. Uh, watching along, I was like, "It is so fascinating to me the reverence that this this second movie structurally has for the first one." Oh, oh. I was like there. I was like, they almost like <clears throat> this second movie almost like pulled out, like it, it basically like pulled out a blueprint for how you make a Home Alone movie. Yep, and like it, it seemed like I was like, oh, Hughes. V- like very clearly deems these aspects of these movies mm-hmm. to be important factors in a home alone film mm-hmm. to the point where you, I feel like you can, I feel like writing this third one is not going to be that difficult because we have a formula kind of a roadmap. Yeah. There's a formula to it. And it, honestly, sometimes when you can see the formula in a movie, it can be frustrating and it can take you out of it. And I don't know what it is about the second one. This second Home Alone movie that like spotting the formula feels comforting.
1: Yeah. And I don't know why that is. Well, because you know, you know, you know the story beats. And sometimes you you want a story that you know the beats to. You don't know exactly what's going to happen, but you do know the beats. Yeah. So you can kind of like sing along with a song. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You
0: follow the bouncing ball. Yeah. And that's, and that in and of itself is really fun. And you, there is, an, it becomes, it gets to a point where it's like, how are they going to do this aspect differently in this movie?
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Also. That's what good sequels are. You're doing the same thing over again with a twist. And as you've seen in some really good sequels nowadays, or just like, re, like we just, we actually just watched uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem uh, this morning. Um, of like, we know what a turtle story is. Yeah. We know what an origin story of the turtles is going to be. We know what the beats are. How do they arrange the beats? Like, oh, this was great. We know what the beats were. We did know the order. Yeah. This is fantastic.
0: And it's I interesting. love this song. There uh, and there's one. This movie highlights more than anything the difference between the second movie in a trilogy versus a movie sequel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is maybe the sequeliest of sequels. Yes. Full stop. writ large. I'm talking. Across, like, this is, like, how you make the same movie, but different. Like, it's scientifically
1: the the top of that list. Yep. Like, there's no arguing it. Because it's like, I'm like, oh. What happened in the first time? Great. We have to make the same thing happen slightly differently. Kevin makes to the airport. Oops, wrong flight. Oh, he's on his own, but not at home in a hotel that he caught his way into. Oh, neat. Well, he's going to trap a house. Empty brownstone in the city getting refurbished. Yeah. Okay. Sh- sure. Seems like that that whatever contractors they
0: hired are not doing a very good job. I'm aware that it was Christmas time, but that place didn't look like it was being actively worked on. It did not. That place looked abandoned. Yes, it did. Now, yes, here's, it did. Here's my question for you: To what degree did the concept of a talk boy? like basically encapsulate every aspect of your fiber and being as a kid zero really yeah oh man i wanted a talk boy so bad it was so cool with the weird little futuristic little microphone yeah. that you'd pull out oh boy oh boy and then you could play it back at different speeds and it would make it sound like a robot oh my god <laughs> what a treasure i never got one but i always put uh, i wanted one sorry bud yeah I would have been uh, to to quote my mother. I would have been an absolute nuisance. Yes, you would have. <laughs> I yes, would have you, been a nuisance. you absolutely would have. Yes, yes, yes. And I was like, I believe the word she said was menace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she is a thousand percent correct. There are the presents our parents did not get us because they knew full
1: well what we would do with them, yes. and they were right to do so. Yeah,
0: there was never any kind of voice amplification or recording of any kind gifted to me because it would only encourage me to talk more. And I needed time to eat and sleep. <laughs> yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah. There's sometimes where <laughs> it's like when people leave comments on our videos, like why do they talk so much. I'm like, because I got a big mouth. That's why. And that's if you don't like it, you can you can take a hike. This is this is because my mama didn't buy me a talk
1: boy. <laughs> That's why we're doing this. Okay. Yeah. Did you like the second movie?
0: like the first time i saw it or this time around just in general i think it's fun i think it's nice it's comfortable okay you know it's honestly like home alone 2 is a good is a solid is a solid casual like fast casual burger okay home alone 2 is a five guys burger oh is it the fanciest thing you're ever gonna eat no is it as an, it is it is the most adventurous thing you're going to eat or interesting in no way. But it is is it a it, like is it an expertly crafted like constant? Yes. Huh. Like a burger is like, like it's a a five guys burger is just a cheeseburger, but it is a very well done cheeseburger. Interesting. And I think um, yeah, and I, I think that's what Home Alone 2 is. I don't love every aspect of it, but I'd be damned if it wasn't like beat for beat, like doing what it's
1: supposed to do. Sure, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I did not like the second movie. You didn't? Okay, only because like the first movie is so good and it was like such an original idea of a kid dieharding his own house, basically. Yeah. That when it gets There's to the so second much more
0: one- to it than that, though.
1: Oh, there is you know him you know learning to be on his own and stuff like that. Yeah, but like the second one. Everything up to the third act was like, oh, okay, this is fun. This is fun. I don't know why the Slippery Bandits are here. I know because it's a sequel they need to be. But even as a kid, it's kind of like, this feels forced and not organic to the story at all. Which then led into the third act of like, oh, well, this is a Home Alone movie. He needs to trap up a house. We did not get here organically. It just... Kinda I would say
0: it got there about as organically as they could pull it off.
1: Oh, I think, yes, they got there as, as well as they could, but it just, it did not feel like, oh, we kind of have to do this, so, okay, I guess I'll we're, be honest, we're doing this.
0: I felt like we had a bet, the, the one movie, the one choice this movie could have made that could have made it more fun, but probably would have made it from a production perspective, way more of a nightmare, and quite frankly, a lot more expensive. Okay. I think they had a perfect opportunity for him to trap up that toy store. Whoa. And then we wouldn't have the move to the second place. Mm -hmm. I think we trap up that toy store, and that's the whole thing. But I think uh, for some reason, I think uh, that the move to the other place feels to me like a production move. Possibly, I it's mean it's that was Airy
1: Schwartz, I believe, or a facsimile of. It's supposed F.A. to be F.A. a facsimile
0: of, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think I think we missed out on a lot of opportunities for fun. However, the one thing that this movie does, it does, it's not, it is not as. I will say, from a storyline perspective, I think the second movie is honestly not anywhere near as strong. No. I think like the connection that Kevin has with his mom and the stuff that we see about like his mom trying to get back and going through that mm-hmm. doesn't hit it anywhere close to his heart. No. However, I will be damned if they do not if they do not take the trapping up the house uh formula and crank it up to eleven. Like they won up all them pranks. Wow, well, those guys are dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Those guys are de- like, like, uh, 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 it's Marv and I don't remember the slippery,
1: band- slippery banded name. Um,
0: it is, da- it is Daniel Stearns. Yeah. Daniel Stearns takes four bricks to the face, in which one would have killed him?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it, they it, it they wouldn't so- have made it in the front door. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, which is the difference? the The first movie is that seemed. A lot of horrific violence, but yeah. like survivable. Yeah, like the top of his head got you know a little flambeed. He put an entire car battery onto a, a that would have that would have completely. Well, he turned into a skeleton.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, I love that move. I love that move. Just I, go full cartoon. It's corny as all get out, but I do not care. It's like when they're in planes, trains, and automobiles, and they are driving on the wrong side oh, of the road, yeah. and for just a split second, John Candy is dressed up like Satan. Yes. And just ha 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 ha! It's the
1: best. I love it. Um, but yeah, those guys were were dead. Yeah. multiple times uh-huh. over in that in that house. Yes, it was just like oh oh. I mean ha 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 ha. Oh, I don't know. Ha. The the two of
0: them, oh. true. Daniel Stern and and Joe Pesci, truly do not get enough credit for being, a, for being f- like physical comedy, like geniuses for selling those but they're wounded yeah. in that they are everything from a physical comedy perspective it is it i like i was just watching it with a discord by myself and i was finding myself laughing out loud at like joe pesci trying to get up the ladder and him just and him just like not and him just falling off that ladder spectacular It's wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I don't know what it is about people just like, there's something about people, someone slipping and going fully horizontal and then falling that, like, I think just activates your lizard brain to a degree. That I just, I'm like, I was like, I don't, that's a terrible thing to laugh at, but I can't help it. They're nailing it. Yeah. It's that fourth brick because you don't, because the thing is, you expect the third because it's comedy in threes. threes. Then he gets one more brick. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so they got they got away with two movies yeah I was like you know what fine I, this is kind of you know the nice with the, the lady at the end in the park and I was like oh the pigeons like okay this is nice the family shows up okay okay so th- we can't do this then again yeah. right this is we're, we're, we gotta be done with this they, they, they can't repeat this formula again right uh-huh. you're right you're right we can't so we're going straight to video and recasting Kevin McAllister and just doing the, the first movie over again we're gonna do the first movie over again and again and, and again, again and, and again, again, and again. Yeah, they're terrible. They're terrible. They're not great. It's just, they, they've already nailed it. They, they nailed it once. You it, know it's not going to be great from the poster.
0: I mean, let's be real. Yeah. Like it's just like oh we're not going to do any this is
1: not even close we're not even going to try to do something no they really they really don't it's, what was it was that there was the was the fourth one like Home Alone four defending the house or oh, something yeah, let's like, look it up it was like they just like now they put they stopped putting they didn't put numbers there they just kind of started uh, coming up with subtitles or whatever but they're all just the same freaking movie over again and it's not even like a a new idea of how to get uh, people into the formula was so good the first time or the idea is so good the first time they barely they barely did it justice in the sequel and just couldn't come up with any new twist for it yeah for any subsequent movie it's
0: it's like what uh, happened with the Ghostbusters sequel I think they they didn't realize what actually made the Home Alone movies click ah it's not about it's not about defending your home creatively it's about having a home worth defending oh you know what I mean? Yeah. Because in the first movie, he's like, "I'm not gonna let these guys like hit my house." Like he realizes the importance of like his home, and like he misses his family, and he's like, "My family needs to come back to this house." Like I'm not gonna let them take it. Well,
1: it was twofold. It was a kid like having to survive on his own, and the comedy around how yeah. do I do this without, you know, having somebody ruin this for me because I've never been alone. My family's too big, <gasps> and he figures it out. Oh, at the same time, I gotta defend it from these burglars. Okay, that was fun. But at, and then the second one is like, th- that was the part I enjoyed. I was like, I feel like, okay, I'm in New York City by myself in the mid-90s. I should not be here. I am too young for this, but I'm going to figure this out because when is this ever happening, happening again? I do have a credit card. Okay, here we go. That yeah. part was fun. It's the trapping in the house. Like, we did I mean, I, I, it's a Home Alone movie. We needed this. But, like, that took away from the actual fun, like, character growth of being able to do something on your own as a kid. Yeah. That was a cool part of the, of the the story for me growing up, and then it's just like, um, but then after that, no, no, it's like, oh no, it's the trapping in the house. Like, no, that's those were fun, but it needs to come, it needs to come organically. And it's not yeah. okay. I, well, okay, so here we are with the same movie over and over and over again.
0: Yeah.
1: So uh, Kevin McAllister deserved another movie.
0: Yes. Yes. I, I'm shocked we didn't get another one, considering like what the like what the, like what the, the budget was versus what these movies made. It's like it doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Yeah,
0: it probably was because they probably just couldn't get Macaulay Culkin,
1: or they didn't even. That's try the it. only thing that makes any sense. They, like, to like me. aged out of what they thought they, the movie was about. <sighs> Yikes! Yeah, probably.
0: Uh, I, my my fix actually tackles that.
1: Oh, okay. Which I'm.
0: I, I like to think that my movie is going to be something that bridges, like, bridges Kevin McCallis or uh, Macaulay Culkin from, um, from child actor to kind of, like, into young adult actor. Oh, interesting. Okay. We also could just take a second to just appreciate how weird a name Macaulay is. Sure. His name is Macaulay. Who's,
1: who's named that? Macaulay Culkin isn't what's his brother's isn't his brother's name like kieran kieran kieran's brother is definitely named people are named kieran uh, not not many uh more than mccully
0: i don't think you've ever heard anyone else named that i've never heard anyone else named kieran oh i know i mean i know some Kierans. do you know some Kierans? yeah i know some Kierans. i don't know you don't know me you don't know what i'm up to i'm <laughs> hanging out with Kierans all day every day. um all right so who's so going first i think you're
1: gonna go first Yeah. I'm gonna go first. You're gonna go okay, first because I I'm I'm interested in hearing uh, this this bridging of the age gap. Okay. Because uh, my movie just definitely does not do that. Okay. I have much different idea. I'm mind. going to keep
0: them my my fix for a a, a um a Kevin McAllister led Home Alone three mm-hmm. is still going to come out when Home Alone the other Home Alone three came out which is 1997. Oh, interesting. Okay. Macaulay Culkin was born in 1980, which means this movie came out in 97, means that Macaulay Culkin will be 17 years old. 16, 17, yeah. So we're gonna it's gonna be a little while. There's gonna be a little bit of there's gonna be a little lull between these movies, but yeah. we need Macaulay to age up a little bit sure. for a very specific reason. Um my my movie um opens up uh we like the shot uh, it's crossing like this really like gorgeous lake. Um, and as we're crossing, like crossing the body of water and it's like, you're getting like the home alone. Um, I think we got to keep the theme a little bit like, dun, dun, dun. And it, but it's not Christmas time. It's not
1: Christmas
0: time. It's not Christmas time. Oh my! And so God. maybe there's like a little bit of swipe, swipe, like a change in the music to like sure. change the theme into like a little bit more of like a summertime cover.
1: It's summertime,
0: and we cut in and we see a we see like a full on canoe race, okay, uh, across it taking place across this like with all of these kids, um, and it comes to light that uh we uh we have a. We are seeing a canoe race at a really uh nineties-esque because this in like the mid to late nineties mm-hmm. was a big thing in movies. Canoe races? Summer camp, yo. Oh. We are taking summer camp. home alone to summer camp. Okay. And we are seeing right. the like kind of popular and sporty kids dominating sure. this canoe race, and then we are seeing. We see the kind of like nerdier kids and the outcast kids who Mm -hmm. are in their canoes, and they finish last. Of course, like maybe one of their canoes gets sunk by one of the. We we are shown through this canoe race that these kids who are inevitably become our main characters are kind of the downtrodden camp. They don't have any upper body strength. Um. Yeah, they're the nerds. You know, the the weirdos. Yeah. Uh, You know the the uh, the geeks. Um, And so uh, we. Like the boat race is over, um, and we find out uh, that uh, they are, they're bunk 13. Okay. And, uh, you know, everyone calls in like the unlucky. Of course they are. Like the unlucky cabin Mm -hmm. because they're bunk 13. Um, And we find out, like, they get back to their cabin and we hear, we kind of get introduced to some of these characters, uh, some of these kiddos. And they get back to their bunk, and we find that their camp counselor is Kevin McAllister. Oh, a my God. Um, and he's like, has some like wild stories about stuff, and they never really believe him about things. Um, and they realize that it is, uh, they're having like a big pageant tonight. Like at the camp camp is almost over, mm-hmm. and they're having like kind of the end of camp sure. pageant. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they get to, um, When they, they all are taking, taking part in the pageant and it's all around like a big bonfire. Um, and, uh, we find out at the pageant that, uh, it's the end of the, 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 the camp itself is kind of for underprivileged kids.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, and so it's, um, we find out that like everyone's kind of home life is not necessarily great Mm -hmm. or doesn't exist. Um, Uh, anybody at this camp so we find at this pageant this pageant is actually for mr uh mr dudley or whoever owns the toy store
1: oh okay i see yeah yeah, yeah. and
0: because he knew that kevin was kevin had written him a letter Mm -hmm. um about this camp for underprivileged kids and he comes, and instead of donating to the, the the children's hospital that year, he is donating to this camp for underprivileged kids. Oh, that's nice. And so there's like, and it's like a big cash donation. He's like, I always like to do it in cash. Blah 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 blah. Bum bum bum. Uh, but it, throughout the course of the pageant, um, we get our main uh, character girl. I'm just gonna call her Annie because I th- I like that name. Um, uh, Annie is embarrassed by some of the popular uh by the popular girls. Mm-hmm. Um uh during uh the pageant. And uh basically she uh runs off and has like like throws a temper tantrum similar to Kevin does, um, and maybe like ruins the pageant at sure. writ large. Um, and Kevin is sent to kind of like have a conversation with her and kind of discipline her a little bit, even though it's the end of camp. And we get one of the key features of a home alone mm-hmm. um of of a of like a home alone movie in that we get Annie talking about how like this is one of the f- this is one of the f- like few fun things I get since I lost my parents and moved in with my grandpa. Aww. This is one of the few things I get like I don't know why I didn't just get to like enjoy camp like everybody else. Like I just wanted I like I I don't I'm not going to apologize to them like they ruined my camp. Like yeah. I like I just want to come to camp by myself. And, and Kevin's like, you know, be, like, I want to camp alone. I want to camp alone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, or be careful what you camp for. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, and Kevin's like, you know, be careful what you camp for. Uh, <laughs> um, but then we get uh, it's the last night of camp. And so everyone's kind of saying their goodbyes and doing all their things. And um, uh, we, we see everyone going back to their bunks for the night. And everyone's getting packed up. Uh, the next morning, there is a storm overnight. Boom, boom, boom. Um, Flash flood, And much like another tent pole of a good home alone movie, you kind of need a believable, um, a believable way to convince like to, that they got left there by themselves. Mm-hmm. So all, everyone is leaving and everyone is packing up, but through the storm that night, basically knocks uh, a huge tree Over the path Mm -hmm. To their cabin Mm -hmm. And you have uh, The grounds person um, uh, Who is played by Rob Schneider Again let's just keep But he's playing a different character Mm -hmm. Let's keep Rob Schneider involved Even though I don't think politically he has deserved the right to be in our movies But this is before he was a total nightmare Mm -hmm. Um, Anywho But he is Chainsawing the tree down (gasps) And so they are stuck in their cabin by a fallen tree, but no one can hear them in there. And no one, like, it's the kind of thing where it's like they get, the, a tree falls in front of their cabin, lo- locks their door in, and they can't get out of their cabin. But also there's other trees that are getting chainsawed by mm-hmm. the grounds
1: crew. Sure.
0: So they can't get out of their cabin, and no one can hear them, like, tra- calling for help because of the uh, chainsaw.
1: And everyone's, yeah. Everyone else is out. So they it, clear
0: yeah. out the camp, mm-hmm. and everyone everyone leaves, and they're like, oh, okay, great. Like, oh, and camp, uh, Bunk 13, it's like, oh, you know. Oh, great, yeah.
1: I think their bus yeah, already, already left. they already cleared, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The kids are gone, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, that's, uh, why we, that's why we, yeah, that's after why we the, saw it. Yeah, that's why I we think saw it it's
0: after the, scene, after the scene they had last night, uh, they, they, they probably wanted to get out of here early, so they're already gone. Yeah. Um, and then, honestly, a, a good amount of our second act is us just getting to know our bunk thirteen camp members a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are having, a, getting to have a little bit more of a relationship with Kevin, uh, but th- it, but Kevin decides like, well, we're stuck here, and they turn like they turn like the a lot of the power and phone lines off. But like we can, I mean, we can have fun at camp. Like let's just have a good time. Until someone eventually comes back Someone's and finds back. Us. Yeah, we comes might as well back, have fun yeah. while mm-hmm. we're at it. So we get kind of the camp nowhere, like they they get to do all oh, the yeah, fun yeah, stuff, yeah. you know, like it, have the big dessert party and you know all that fun stuff, food fights. Uh, and from a camp perspective, and with other kids doing it, it's fun. Yes. Um, uh, we find and uh, as they're like playing capture the flag, they're I think they're playing like a big capture the flag. This is like kind of towards the middle of the end of the second act. Um. Uh, there's always been ghost stories about, um, about Poison Ivy Pete. Poison Ivy Pete. And he lives out. He's like the neighbor of the, of the place. Okay. And Kevin's like, oh, no one's coming back. Like, maybe we could talk to, Poison like, old. let's go talk to Poison Ivy Pete. Sure. They're like, we can't go talk to Poison Ivy Pete. Like, he, he grows all the, all the bad plants. Like, he likes the bad plants. So some say they're sticky. Yeah. Others say they're icky. Um, all the while on the, so, uh, uh, okay. they go yeah. and try to talk to him, but get scared away. Sure. Uh, because he's got po- poison, poison, ivy. poison, poison, he's
1: poison, I- ivy yeah, it, his all smell the while funny. on
0: this second act, we realize, we realize that another, another fish truck opens in town and, uh, and we see the, the, uh, what I'm calling, what I am calling now. Uh, They're going by a different moniker. The Camouflaged Bandits. Uh, Marv and... Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's them again. Oh, wow. Dude absolutely
1: okay. they escape
0: from jail the wow. same way in the back of a fish truck they show up in town they see a newspaper that okay. mr dudley or whatever is sure. giving money to the to the underprivileged camp, yeah. uh, underprivileged kid camp and they're like well the money's still probably got to be there let's go
1: get it <laughs> um
0: yeah and so kevin kind of uh uh kevin gets to a point where he he he's, Spots them scoping out the place because their camouflage is not very good the, for the camouflage bandits, um, and so uh, it gets to a point where they realize that they're what what is about to happen, and they are going to have to defend the camp. And so we can take it to 11 in that I'm I'm thinking that there's like one, like the nerd kid has got like a rector set stuff. So he like engineers like a crazy, he engineers something crazy. I like the idea of him being like, well, we got paint cans and it's like, also if he just kind of like, have this little thing in this little chemical in there that if it breaks on impact, it'll explode. So we blow these <laughs> the pink cans explode. Sure. Let's, let's murder these idiots <laughs> I, again. I'm talking like, I, I want to see, uh, I want to see Daniel Stern get like an order to the face, like a bunch of times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, sure. Like I really want to see him get ordered to the face. Um, I'd like to include a bear if I could. A oh lot my of god! Camp tropes. Yeah, sure. Um, but eventually, um, eventually, the uh, the two of them chase all of these kids, and they have to make their way to Poison Ivy Pete's house because mm-hmm. this is another t- tent pole of of these movies. Right. You need to have a. Um, you need to have a like an exterior person that they change their judgment on. I'm mm. not sure why that's part of it, but I think it's fun. Yeah, this it happens to be, yeah. Uh, they sneak their way into Poison Ivy Pete's house and they like kind of spook him and scare him. And they um and uh, Annie are kind of like lead girl character, like is the one that kind of stands up to Poison Ivy Pete, even though he's a perfectly. He's like, oh, I just. He, we find out that he's a botanist.
1: Yeah.
0: And there was a big misunderstanding the last time they came by. He's like, I thought you guys were a bear. Like, you guys should have said something. No one said anything. Just sitting um, my greenhouse. Yeah. Tending all my he's crops. He's got a greenhouse, but he's also got stuff around his house. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find – and that's where we kind of have our uh, meaningful connection. Um, and I think this little girl is the one that has uh, the meaningful connection with him. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, they kind of start the conversation and at some point Kevin interjects and he's like, yeah, like, you know, near my house, like there was like this old guy. Um, there was this, there was this old guy that like, we kind of misjudged. Um, uh, we thought he was like killing people with the salt and stuff and blah, blah, blah. And Annie like picks up on the story and she is like, I, that's, I knew I recognized you. You used to live around, you used to live next door to my grandpa and we find out that she is the girl from the first movie that comes to see him with her parents when he's like i needed to reconnect with my son if you remember i do not remember this at all cuz him and kevin have that conversation in the church and Ke- like he helps kevin out and right. kevin is like hey man like you know if it were my it, you know it it's when kevin is starting to learn that he misses his family mm-hmm. He was like, you know, like you only have one, like, you know, it's Christmas. Like you should, you should reconnect with your son. You should figure it out. Like if you were my dad, like, I can't imagine if you could do anything to make me hate you. Like kind of thing. It's a very healing moment. Um, uh, and I think we realize, uh, so she's technically in the first movie. Wow. Um, and she's like, yeah, like, you know, thank you. Like you're the one that convinced him, like convinced my grandma to call my dad. And that was the last Christmas I had with him. And now the grandpa's sick; like he can't really take care of me anymore. And Kevin's like, "Oh, well, we need to figure." Like, I didn't know he didn't mm. like he moved away, and I haven't seen him since. Like, you know, it might be time to reconnect. Um, so we find out they have that connection, and we find out that you know, and then we we have a, a fun little connection with uh, with Poison Ivy Pete, and then also uh, that's when uh, our two robbers uh, try to invade uh, that house, and we get to see Daniel Stern uh, take a ton of poison ivy straight to the whole bod oh my god yeah i like the idea of him getting completely like i, I want obliterated? him obliterated i want him to be completely like puffy and red by the end of this Ugh. yeah that's that's like a camp nightmare that is and that's a funny visual yes yes i would imagine i would imagine that joe pesci is going to go in or around an anthill at some point oh um i like to believe uh, that uh the uh, what is pen What is the penultimate thing? Is that uh, or like the, the last kind of thing that scares them away and eventually allows them to get caught? Is that poison ivy? Pete. He also raises bees, and po- bees like poison ivy, so that's why he bees. has it. He puts. I like the idea because he thought there was a bear, and there is a bear out there. Sure. He drops. He drops honey on them, and the bear shows up. Oh no! They get revenanted. Yeah.
1: The revenanted.
0: Yeah. And then. uh They, they all get back ever like the owners of the camp realize that, uh, something is wrong and, um, uh, they come, oh, you know what? I'm missing, I'm missing something and I want to fix that. Okay. I like the idea that in lieu of Kevin's mom coming to find him. Yes. Let's, let's have the grandpa who is taking care of Annie. Mm hmm. In the first, in that first movie, mm-hmm. from the first movie, he's the one that's trying to come get his granddaughter. Yeah, and he's yeah, sure. I don't. I didn't think that one necessarily all the way through, but for for the time being, sure. So basically, I'm turning, I'm turning Home Alone three is we get an older Macaulay Culkin who can kind of like facilitate. Yes. These other kids kind of taking the torch, mm-hmm. so you can you can continue on with the Home Alone thing if you want to go nuts with it. But we have there's almost like a it's a transition movie, yeah,
1: a, pass, a passing of the torch.
0: And also in the ninety in the late nineties, people went nuts on camp. Wow, they went nuts on camp. There are so many camp movies from that time frame. I think it would have made would have done Gangbusters
1: yeah that's my home alone three home alone three yeah camp camp all alone, yeah pretty much that's great that's and that's yeah super simple yeah and it's it's totally sellable Abs- i mean yeah and better better than the what they did of just redoing the first movie well let's say yeah yeah i mean i'm not i we
0: we've argued this to, to the nth degree, but i yeah. but I feel you
1: changing the formula just a little bit okay uh so my fix. Uh, it's a little different than what you did. Okay. Uh so I guess I guess you know it is seven years later, right? Because it came out in ninety-seven or whatever. Sure. It was five years later. 97 was when the third one came out. 92 is when the second one came okay. out. Okay. So in my third home alone movie is like you know what? Let's actually just wait a little bit longer, I guess. Oh, okay. Because my Kevin McAllister third movie is he is in college. Okay. He is a sophomore. I already know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. He is a sophomore in college, and he is uh, he's away at college. He's a sophomore in college. He's getting an engineering degree, but his school this engineering
0: degree that's clever. It's
1: far from Chicago. Okay, it's it's a very far away place from Chicago. Yeah. Um, nondescript
0: college town.
1: Just yes, probably maybe in the northeast somewhere. Probably in the northeast. Let's keep it because you know because again storms the weather is going to play an impact here. Yes. Uh, He wasn't sure if he's going to be able to make it back home for christmas okay just because when when the school ends and finals and the weather was like he wasn't sure and so you know he's in communication with his parents they're like really sad and he's like he's sad too because he wants to come home but like he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to make it or not okay but it turns out that at the last second he is able to find a flight he's like you know what would be a great surprise for my parents and so I surprise them that I come home for Christmas.
0: Oh, that's nice. That's
1: nice. Uh, yeah. That'll be a nice surprise for them. Okay. So he doesn't tell his parents he's on his way. Unfortunately, with his parents not knowing that, they come up with a, another plan. To go surprise him. To go somewhere else, for, to have a, uh, have a holiday with the family somewhere else. Okay. So they go somewhere else for Christmas, but they feel bad they don't want to tell Kevin. Because, oh, if we're all going somewhere else and he's stuck at, you know, college town, like, we don't make him feel bad. So we just won't tell him. That's, yeah. okay. okay. I wish him a Merry Christmas. Honest, I would say they could communicate better, but I also realizing the track record of this family. Yeah, they're just trying to spare him, like, don't no want one feel bad. So I figure we have, like, a little, you know, two scenes interspersing of them both secretly kind of going to a different location and they could pass each other at O'Hare Airport. He's also the youngest,
0: so like he might like there. Maybe no one came home for Christmas, and his parents. Yeah, his like, parents Screw it. are go-, Let's go.
1: Yeah, they're going somewhere else. Yeah, they're yeah. going to a destination Christmas. Destination Christmas. So my thought was that there would be a like a snowstorm about to hit O'Hare, and like Kevin's hoping that his flights one of the last ones in, and his parents like the last ones out. So we could see them like comedically crossing paths without knowing it in O'Hare as they arrive and leave at the same time. That's fun. So Kevin gets home, it's, you know, probably a few days before Christmas and realizes like, you know, like, Oh wait, but no one, no one's home. Oh damn it. What the, so he tries to figure out what's going on. Eventually fi- fight, you know, eventually figures it out, but he's like, well, all right, I guess I'm home alone for the holidays again. Well, it's all right. It's cause you know, he's you know, like 20 at this point. It's, yeah. it's like, it's not, Oh, it's uh, okay. It, it's, it's perfectly fine. Not the big of a deal. At least he's at least he's home. We he, can reminisce yeah. about all the adventures from home and stuff like that. And we can kind of like have him, you know, kind of tell us or you know see how things have you know, what has happened to his family in the, yeah. know, in the past a little while. Meanwhile, though, as Kevin is now now home alone, unfortunately, um, we see the children of the Slippery Bandits staking at the McAllister House, uh. and they're like, you know what? Our parents, our dads, were almost. Murdered by this family. So you know what? Our, our parents are... Our fathers are still in jail. We're going to make a name for ourselves. We're going to knock over the house that, you know, that... that they never
0: our, expect that it was us.
1: Yeah, that our fathers couldn't. We're going to rob these this family blind. They deserve it for what they did to my, our fathers. And they're gone. Perfect. Sure. We're going to take it for everything they had. Yeah. So now we have our two... <laughs> two antagonistic forces are all set up. So act two is basically kind of similar, you know, Kevin's home alone now and is like, but he's a college student. So we get to kind of see like what Kevin would do as a college student. Just, oh, you know, finally kind of alone. And like it has time off from all those college duties. Yeah. Um, and also we kind of see his education at work. Like oh, Kevin is smart. He's an engineer. He's an engineer. Like That's he's, cool. he's good. That's at this. exactly
0: what he would get. That's the degree he would get.
1: Yes. Uh, meanwhile, like the slippery bandits or the, you know, the, the kids, uh, are like scoping everything out. So it's kind of similar to the first movie of what they're doing, uh, what the bad guys are doing. They are scoping out the house trying to figure everything out. Um, Kevin does eventually get in contact with his parents. I was like, Hey guy, I'm actually home. I was trying to surprise you guys. And they're like, Oh, we, Oh, we must've just missed you. Cause we went to, Oh, Kevin, I'm so sorry. And it's like, it's don't, don't worry about it. You know, this Chicago got snowed out. It's all good. I, I love you're you doing guys. A
0: frat house, home alone.
1: Oh, okay,
0: okay. But it's just college age. It's just
1: college age, Kevin. Oh, Okay. Uh, so he's he's home by
0: himself. His pa- the parents know where I, he is. That wasn't me disparaging what you're doing. It's just that I said I didn't say earlier. Oh, I know what you're doing, and then I realized I did. I check gun did, and I didn't mention.
1: Oh, interesting. Um, so you know, so <clears throat> Kevin then fi- figures out that's like, wait a second, because he's an adult. Like he. Can you know? Or he's, well, he's not quite an adult. He's not twenty one yet, but yeah. he's like he owns a gun. He's an adult. <laughs> he can just shoot them and move on. He r- recognizes, like, wait a second. I'm getting. Is this seriously happening again? So he's like, sees the you know the the crew scoping him out. Oh, by the way, it's not just the two of them. They have a whole crew. Oh, okay. This is it's going to be a siege. This Ninjas. is not just this is not just two people. It's like gotcha. you no, know, no. We brought a we brought a bunch of uh, friends with us to knock over this house. So Kevin's like, oh, I. Okay, what? Well, I'm going to go to the cops. Hey, cops, uh, my house is getting staked out. You know, Kevin McAllister, you know, remember me? And they're like, oh, yeah, Kevin, we remember you. And we don't believe you. Seriously, dude? Seriously? Come on, man. My, your your parents are gone? Okay, but, like, you think we're, Kevin, nothing's going on. And we, we're we not going to, It's everything's busy. We're overworked as it is. We're not going to, we don't believe you. Yeah. So Kevin's like, okay, well, if you're not going to believe me, uh, it looks like it's, It's up to me then. So Kevin calls them out, goes and talks to them like, hi, guys, I see you like the security of the house got upgraded after your father's did their thing. Like you're not. This is dumb. Please don't. There's no reason. Go spend time with your families. This is this is what the time you're supposed to be for. Yeah. Like I. Yeah, I'm by myself. Oh, no. But like, please don't. Yeah. I will defend myself if yes. you make me, but we don't have we to do this. We do not have to do this. Please don't do this. And they're like, you know, t- typical young people. It's like, no, nah, man, we're going to show mm-hmm. our fathers what we're made of, and we're going to sh- make a name for ourselves. We're going to take you down. Now, we know this by yourself. Ha, that was a big mistake because it's not just the two of us. It's like the 12 of us. Kevin's like, seriously, guys, you seriously, don't do this. I'm I'm warning you, don't do this. Well, that was a mistake. Like, I will kill you. Oh. Now we're going to do this. He's like, okay, I warned you. And so, you know, end of act two, Kevin, like, pulls out his old plans for the house, right? He's, like, you know, drawing a crayon, stuff like that, and he just pushes that all away and then rolls out that blue blueprint paper. I was like, I'm an engineer. I've gone to college for this. (laughs) I know what I'm doing. And then we just see Kevin montage (laughs) that he sets up, like, macgyver level like booby traps yes yeah man and so act three starts and it's like it's a siege of the house from of 12 different people coming in from all different sides and just kevin's traps just methodically wrecking these fools and it's not going to be lethal like the second one It's a pg-13 movie well it was comedically lethal it was they com- never
0: made it feel like it was but the, the anything but could, other than a cartoon
1: sure but the fir- the first movie had had a certain level of the violence and you know the the damage the traps are yeah. doing and the second one was like a little bit too for at least for me was a little bit above like whoa okay i don't know for me them taking it that much farther like
0: that much farther down like the rabbit hole mm-hmm. actually to me felt it it didn't impact me as much because it felt more cartoony. Whereas like, okay. like I will take getting him getting shocked at the, or falling mm-hmm. a bunch of times over him stepping on those Christmas ornaments. That still to me feels visceral oh. and upsetting in a way. I, I fundamental like I had to not watch it when we were doing that, that watch along. Cause I was like, I can't watch him step on really? the ornaments. Dude, that glass is so thin that go. It's like that goes into your bloodstream. <laughs> like it slices you all the way around. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: Woof. No. 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 Didn't even think of that. Ugh. Uh, Anyways, so you know, we we'll see some broken femurs because now Jay likes it, and some twisted joints, <sighs> some puncture wounds. You know, because it's a siege. Yeah, but man. Eventually, it's just it's the it's two on one. Uh, the the last the slippery sons versus Kevin. Kevin uses his his intelligence and his MacGyver esque skills at this point to, to disarm them. Then his family comes, you know, the cops finally show up because they heard a disturbance at the McAllister house. Like, you were telling the truth. Like, guys, yeah, I'm not. Guys, I'm over this. I don't want to be the kid that does this. Yeah, I'm trying to not be this kid. I'm trying. I'm going to school to be an engineer because I liked it. But I didn't. I don't want to use this knowledge for. I mean, you know what? But actually, I'm actually pretty good at home security. If. Yes.
0: Mm. And I think if we're going to add an overarching, if we're going to add an overarching, like, uh, emotional message to this. Mm -hmm. Um, I think maybe he decides to go home for, for, um, he decides to go home for, uh, Christmas because he's not having a good time. May I reckon just a something for you. Sure. Maybe he's not an engineering major. Okay. Maybe he's doing like, he's just general studies and throughout him having to build all of the, and design all of this stuff. And like, I, I like the idea of the cops showing up, and then the, one of the cops seeing his blueprints and going, "Man, you should be an engineer." And Kevin goes, "Yeah, maybe I should, huh?" Thank you. Like, that's it helps him decide what oh. he wants the rest of his future to be. Maybe his like his future is kind of like he's not really sure what to do with himself. That makes sense.
1: I like that. Yeah. And his family comes home a couple of days later, and they have a late Christmas.
0: Yeah, and it's all really nice and happy. It is hard to interject the 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 feet like the one tentpole that I think we both missed. It's like that feeling of family. is hard to interject in a thir- into a third one. Yeah. Because like I feel like that that <laughs> I feel like in, in a, in a, we're living in a world in a third movie in which mm-hmm. a family forgets one of their kids. I think the concept of the importance of family values kind of completely falls apart.
1: you know what i mean once is understandable once is
0: understandable
1: and it it, and if anything meaningful when they come back together Sure. second time was like all right okay you almost got him there there was some outside stuff happening he did make some he had some agency and actually did he did an accidental thing okay but anything past that you are negligent parents
0: yeah yeah i will say them uh, uh rewatching that movie the two of them being like we've, ne- we've never even lost our luggage and them both going knock on wood at the same time uh, and I was like this is truly yeah, yeah that was hilarious but also you guys are bad parents bad
1: parents yeah so uh, that was my good version of Home Alone 3 I'm sorry what? I kind of wrote out in my head uh, uh, not quite Good, bad. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a, it's a different Home Alone three. All right, party on. So you weren't entirely wrong about the frat house.
0: Okay. You did give me a weird face when I saw it, and I was like, I don't think I'm wrong.
1: So here's a different version of Home Alone three. Kevin's still at college. Okay. He's in a frat. This is his freshman year, I would say. Um, he gets pledges a frat. He gets in. He thinks everything is fine. Frat. Uh, you know, they're kind of assholes. They kind of oh. tease and haze them just a little bit too much. Okay. So over the Thanksgiving holiday, because everyone has a break at Thanksgiving for that week, uh-huh. college, Kevin does not go home. Kevin stays at college. And traps the house? Well, we're going to find out. A couple weeks later, just as finals are over, and everyone's partying at the frat. It's like, we're to finally go home for Christmas. And then all of a sudden, nobody can leave. Throughout the house, just a series of diabolical and personal traps. So it's a Saw movie? So you're writing a Saw movie? Kevin McAllister, in this version. Becomes Jigsaw? Becomes Jigsaw. All right. Because he could do it. If there's any character already yeah. in fiction before the Saw movies show up, Kevin McAllister, given the the wrong circumstances and just a little, you know, pushed to the edge, could become Jigsaw. Yeah, that tracks. And so Kevin just and these are but, but we set the whole first act is them like, oh no, we're actually rooting for the the villain in the movie because these guys are jerks. These yeah. guys deserve what they're about to get. Yeah, and Kevin just. Methodically, walks them through the house as they all try to get out and just one by one, get what's coming to them. Oh shit! All in the frat house, and and, because it's Christmas time, and no one knows. And then the saw. And then Kevin goes home for Christmas. But Home Alone Three is Saw (laughs) One.
0: It's or it's Home Alone Three. Keep the change, you filthy. (laughs)
1: Keep the (laughs) change, you filthy animals. Because that would, or filthy
0: yeah, Home Alone three, filthy animal house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because that uh. d- that slow descent, like okay, eh, college is great, woo, we're gonna go home. We we all did finals. We, uh, the doors the doors locked, mm. and all of a sudden the, the knob starts heating up, like ah, yeah. and just all of a sudden just everything starts to turn, and they're trapped in a Christmas ho- decorated trap house. Yeah, and they just you pushed Kevin too far man. And you shouldn't yeah. have done, you shouldn't have done that.
0: I also thought about uh I thought if I was going to do a crazy fix it was going to be doll's uh home alone. Dolls? Like a dollhouse? Like he, we, we combine Honey I Shrunk the Kids with uh with uh, sure. with Home Alone? Sure. I don't
1: even know how that would work, but why not? Dolls. Yeah,
0: man. Yeah. But All that's
2: right. one of
1: like one of the things like you know, oh, what was it? Charlie from the Chocolate Factory being the guy on the uh on Snowpiercer? Piercer, yeah, I love it, that. Is the same type of thing as like... Are you sure that Jigsaw is not Kevin McAllister? Are you sure? Because like, he could be. It would... I mean, it's not that far of a departure. Maybe I mean... In, in, another, in another timeline. Yeah. I don't know. That could be it. That would be very interesting. He has a sense of justice. And the American way. <laughs> How you celebrate American Christmas. You, you, you trap criminals in your house and, and torture them with interesting mechanisms of your own creation.
0: Well, I think we did it, bud. I think we did do what it. Did we fixed it. Uh, what are we doing next week?
1: Oh, it's funny. I should mention uh. Oh, and that's, right. that's Factory. Right. That's
0: right. We are doing... Uh, next week, we will, be, uh, we will be fixing... Or we will be writing whole cloth... A sequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I know there's technically already a book version in the Great Glass Elevator, but we are going to be writing a sequel to the movie writ large, as there are certain aspects of the Great Glass Elevator that are already incorporated in that movie. So, are they really? Yeah, it should be, yeah. Oh. Well, the Great Glass Elevator for one thing.
1: Yeah, I never, I never read it, never watched it. I have no idea what's. It's in not a very thing. good book. Cool. Uh,
0: honest, honest to God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, since the uh, the new timothy chalamet movie is coming out we're that gonna be right. writing another mm-hmm. a sequel to the gene wilder Willy wonka franchise which i'm looking forward to as it's one of my favorite movies of all time um mm, good good mm, yum yum but uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you were uh, listening to this wherever you catch your podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a quick review, maybe yeah. uh, five stars, please. Glenn, thank you. Um, I, I like reading them. They make me happy. And if you're checking this out on YouTube, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, hit that bell, do that YouTube that you do so well. Guacamole's extra. You you getting hit in the face with an oar-loving weirdos, you. Uh, and as we end
1: every single one of these episodes, heartbreak feels good. In a place like this, uh, it's the slow, silent paint can that you never see coming.
0: Yeah, they took that. They took that pipe right to the dump. Th-
1: yeah, haha! We know what's going on.
0: And I laughed and laughed.
1: They only not even get hit with the pipe. They just then fell they a fell whole floor. They fell twenty feet.
0: Yeah, you know, killing
1: to, anyone to remember. death, to their death. Yep. <laughs> Happy
0: holidays. Everybody. Happy
1: holiday. Happy American Christmas. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
0: Yeah, I view the first Home Alone as a Thanksgiving movie and the second one as aggressively a Christmas movie. The first was a Thanksgiving movie? I've always associated it with Thanksgiving. Mostly because it's on during Thanksgiving a lot of times. Oh, okay. It's usually what I usually would watch that movie around Thanksgiving time as opposed to watching it during Christmas time. Oh, okay. Yeah.